Well, this is podcast number 280, entitled Susan, and um, it's a kind of a odd wind day that inspires two casts and not just one, but I hope it's the same Holy Spirit working through an unworthy instrument, needless to say. And the song you just heard is Susan by the Buckinghams, and it's a 60s semi-classic uh, that uh, one could give a kind of a long... Um, detailed exposition of why it is the way it is, and the Buckinghams were a group that uh, kind of borrowed other more original themes and elements to create minor but memorable pop classics such as this one and what it it's a slight and touching song about Susan wonderful Susan the girl and um, then it suddenly switches over probably based on the song on Sergeant Pepper's you know um, Holes in Blackest Lancashire that famous song I think it's at the end of side one if I'm not mistaken I hope that's right and um, maybe side two but the entire ditty Susan collapses in the face of a kind of affected um, demolishing of everything that's gone before. It has no real depth to it except Quay itself. I mean, the massive melting down that you just heard, sort of George Martin, you know, more simply put, is... um, having no organic connection at all with the song, but it just sounds cool. But it actually captures a state of mind that anyone living then or actually anyone living now can identify with. And that's the point of this cast. This point is, this cast is about the human condition and a, shall we say, an accurate um, observation of the ease with which a normal everyday person can slip from... um, Um, accommodation and uh, practicality and some form of uh, balance and equilibrium off 
the tightrope of equilibrium to a place of complete and utter collapse. Now, you may say, well, that's not me, for heaven's sake. Well, you know, let me ask you, is it or not? I mean, now I know some people who are very, very well stitched together for whom it is not really, you, you trust them to do things, you give them jobs to do because you know that they will not be discouraged, that rejection and countermanding and challenges will not, in fact, be the bottom line, and they have a kind of uh, inner um, kind of anchor that allows them to go forward in most cases without sort of losing heart. I am not one of those people. But um, there's almost no one that I've ever met in my entire ministry and life who doesn't have a little point of vulnerability based on some heartfelt, often early loss or rejection or uh, happenstance or circumstance that when touched or tapped um, causes a kind of, you know, um, a glass shattering or a um, ice uh, breaking out in all the rifts that you see when you stamp on thin ice or thin glass. The potential for a meltdown is in fact almost universal, although some people have a much stronger weight on the tightrope. Um, I was with a very gifted artist long, long ago, uh, and she had come to see me because uh, she couldn't really say why, except that something in some sermons she had heard had evoked something in her that made her want to talk about something that she didn't quite know what it was. And uh, I tried my best to listen, and finally I simply said, well, is there anything at all that you could put your finger on that might be be a, a source of, of worry or stress or unhappiness that might be um, connected with the response you're having to these sermons, and out it came. Well, nothing, I'm sure, she said. Nothing. Nothing that I can think of. Now, it is true that my mother died when I was six. <laughs> well, now, I don't want to, now, this is me speaking now in 2019, I don't want to sound like I'm some kind of garden variety Woody Allen shrink, but it was very obvious that this woman had a loss at the, uh, and it was what really made her art so profound. And her art is still very good. She's still doing wonderful things, especially portraits. But the, um, she's not a young person, but the portraits are deep uh, because uh, there's contact with that in a person, which um, it's like the little um, opening in the Death Star in um, Star Wars, which otherwise you'd never know it was there. You'd, you'd see the Star Wars um, Death Star and you'd think it was completely and totally invulnerable, which it really basically is, except when Luke is given by the Force the um, brilliant, um, timely, and patient sense uh, and really discovery that there is in fact one tiny little porthole through which if he gets his rocket landing in the right place and at the right speed, the entire Death Star will explode. And that's really what people are like. And now it's not everybody. It explains suicide, by the way. I mean, people who commit suicide don't even think about how painful it's going to be or what terrible, terrible agony they're going to suddenly find themselves in that they almost invariably, those who survive, tell us this, at the moment of agony, um, immediately say to themselves, oh, I wish I hadn't done it. Oh, shoot. But it's too late in most cases then. Um, but uh, the... Um, the meltdown, the collapse, it's like you're, it's like you're suspended, you're walking across two uh, skyscrapers in a large city, and you're on a tightrope, you're that famous Frenchman, and you're sort of um, walking across with a balancing pole across this tightrope, and the tightrope's a little like the, uh, the, um, the theremin, you know, and, and, um, 
All you need to do is go one little bit off to the right or the left or lose your balance or get distracted and you fall to your death. It happens all the time. It happened recently somewhere I was reading to somebody who was attempting to do something like that. It's why acrobatists, uh, trampoline hearts, used to frequently end their lives in uh, a tragic accident. And so... um, the point of the exercise is that we're all sort of like the character in Susan. Susan, why are you so confusing? Da, da, da. Um, it's a really daffy, lovely, sweet, not daffy, sweet song about the way all of us feel about the girl that we love or the wife that we have or the husband that we like or the boy that we like. And, um, and yet there is this arbitrary point of absolute collapse that is possible. I've seen it in faces. I've seen people. I know somebody who, he's a fellow who has a face that is an absolute, it's like a, it's like a, what is it, a wax nose, or it's like a, a face that is made out of putty, because all he needs to hear is hear the wrong thing, or if you say the wrong thing, or if you say something that he construes as rejecting or as negative to his deeper, unstated interests, his face just goes like a, like a Ellsworth Kelly, a complete, total frown, uh, unhappiness. He goes from normality and even apparent joy to total unhappiness. And I've just been watching the movie by Robert Rawson, uh, uh, Lilith from 1964. Now, Rawson directed a number of important Hollywood movies like uh, All the King's Men, which is great, and The Hustler. All the King's Men, by the way, is steeped explicitly in Christian anthropology, explicitly in a Pauline prayer book, anthropology. But that's something for you to look at. That's the 1949 version with Broderick Crawford. But the um, he also did other movies, and he did his last movie was kind of art, arty, very arty um, psychological drama about a woman who's really a devil. She's uh, she's mentally ill, and there are reasons why she is the way she is. But she, um, her it's called Lilith. The movie she is the Lilith figure from the Hebrew mythology. And uh, uh, she um, uh, she creates a um, psychotic reaction in two men who fall for her, one of which played by Peter Fonda and the other played by Warren Beatty, in which the one played by Peter Fonda kills himself over a rejection, a rather arbitrary rejection of a little kind of an object in a private psychiatric hospital. This patient, played by Peter Fonda, has made her a kind of clay box that he's put everything into as kind of a gift to her. And when he finds out that she gives it back to him, she can't stand it, and she gets an intermediary to give it back, he kills himself. And similarly, uh, when Warren Beatty realizes that he's actually... uh, been the victim of a complete and total seduction that is uh, entirely narcissistic. He uh, he completely goes to pot. And uh, the movie has a hopeful but very somber, very somber, overly somber ending, I would say. Um, and uh, 1964. And similarly, however, the Lilith character herself, played by Jean Seberg, when she finally, when her vulnerability is finally hit, and it is hit by this death of a fellow patient whom she, which she has herself caused, directly caused, the um, the result of that is uh, is a complete psychotic break, and the last scene in which she is observed having undergoing being in the middle of a total psychotic break uh, reveals the true facts about her inner life. She has what do they say in schizoid uh, diagrams of Frank Lake? She she falls off the cliff, 
And that's possible for all of us. We can fall off the cliff. Now, the great thing about God is that we don't believe that ultimately we uh, fall off without being caught. And the problem with a tremendous amount of what I guess Marianne Williamson is now calling secularist left-wing thinking, and this is not an attack on left-wing thinking. Don't, I'm not being political. I am, however, not a secularist. And I do uh, take on atheism because I think it's foolish and simply untrue and patently and empirically dumb and absurd. But uh, people who have no God, when their expectations and their hopes, which they, as David Saul would say in Seculosity, they put an almost religious fervor into those things which they hope will solve their imbalance or their sense of injustice or their sense of wanting to do right or be regarded as doing right, when those things fail, and they always do if they're not rooted in that which is transcendent, they just always, always, always are secondary, and they always collapse because human nature is what it is. See all the king's men in in sin we are conceived and in sin we were born and our whole life is an enormous morass of sinful compulsion which alone can be aided by the graceful love of God and the graceful loving of a human being who does not reject us for our human nature and our faults and our temperamental uh, uh, disadvantages. But let me simply say that the uh, truth is that the um, complete collapse of the human being is uh, is very close to all of us. That's why people commit suicide. They commit suicide all the time. Now, let me just say again, I know you're going to say, no, it's not true, it's not true, it's not true, it's not true, but it is. Watch. What did Jesus say? Watch and pray. Watch your brother. Watch your nephew. Watch your father. Watch your uncle. They may not commit suicide, but they may really have the thought there may be somebody very close to you right at this moment who is in fact considering self-destruction, is very close to such a loss of hope and such a meltdown and such a complete um, uh, 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 earthquake of, of collapse of the core fundamental pillars of his or her psyche that they can only imagine that the only way out would be death. I mean, Mary and I do say to ourselves, we don't want to hang around very much longer. I mean, 10 years is about as long as we want to stay, given the nature of the world, whether you're right, left, center, <clears throat> wherever you are, Episcopalian, Paula White, Marianne Williamson, wherever you are, given the state of the world, I don't really want to hang around for all that much longer. I'm glad that I'm the age I am. However, having said that, do not actually commit suicide. That is as an eternal element that that is like all I can say, please, that for your own, for your mother's sake, do not see the sentinel, see the sentinel, see the sentinel, 1973. Well, that's all I had to say. Um, we do believe that we're caught when we fall off the tightrope. And that uh, means that we are caught by the love of God, who even at our very, very lowest and worst moments is there. Lilith didn't know that in the 1964 film. I think uh, uh, Warren Beatty m might come to find out, because he has an absolutely lovely um, sort of uh, head of the psychiatric hospital played by Kim Stanley, who's just fantastic. I mean, you really, she's the one you ought to be interested in, my friend, not... Uh, not Lilith, played by Gene Seberg. Well, that's all I had to say. And now I'm going to play the very sort of dopey but lovely kind of bubblegummy, but I just think it's great, a song also by the Buckinghams, a song the kind of which they excelled called Hey Baby, They're Playing Our Song. Love you. Let's get back together, that's where we belong It's the one with 
It made us feel so groovy 